A long time ago, the Earth fell into chaos and four brave explorers went out for a quest in search of secret jewels that would revive their land. They searched high and low for adventure, Whoa. culture, wow. history, Ooh, interesting. and food. Mm. And with each element, their people got happier, healthier, and more relaxed. Now, they bring their stories to you. Join them on your journey as they uncover these secrets buried in the annals of time on Lost and Found. This is a work of fiction. Any similarity to actual persons living or dead or actual event is purely coincidental. You do realize we are talking about actual places, right? Uh, uh, oh. Catch Lost and Found on NUS Radio Pulse, the sound of NUS. Welcome to Radio Pulse, the sound of NUS. I'm Unting. I'm Ria. I'm Ishani. I'm Mavis. And you're listening to Lost and Found. Welcome back to our third episode of Lost and Found, where we tell you all about the hidden gems in Singapore. So last episode, we talked about some hidden gems in each of the different categories. It was Adventure, where we talked about some of the southern islands, and we learned about the interesting legends behind Kusu Island and Sisters Island. We also talked about the Laurel Harvest wetlands in Pango. For culture and history, we share about our experiences in the different ethnic enclaves, such as Little India and Chinatown, and we reflected on how there's actually so much they can offer. For food, we talk about what our favourite cuisines are and we learned about some Italian and German restaurants. So if you have visited any of the hidden gems, do let us know. So this week, we are going online. So you have learned by now that we have some new restrictions for the next month due to the rising COVID cases. So now you can only go out or dine in in groups of two. So today, we are looking at how we can uh, look at Explore Singapore online and experience Singapore online so we can stay safe. So, do you have any ideas of some of the places that we can visit Singapore through online means? Yeah, so for now, I think a lot of us are kind of upset with the two, dining in with two people, so the restrictions, like it's happening all over again. Um, and I think that some of, some of the big celebrations like birthday parties would be restricted because there's limited number of people that we can go out with. So I found a couple of online cake shops that you can order like bento cakes or even regular size cakes to be delivered to people's house and they can all be customized at a pretty affordable price, I would say. One of them I found um, is called an Instagram shop called Milo and Pepper. It's a bit more on the pricey side and I haven't tried it yet, but I have friends who did and they said it's pretty good. And I went to their Instagram page and I saw the designs they have on their cakes. It's really quite elaborate. They have like popsicle shaped ice cream cake pops and they have large three tier size cakes as well. So I just want to ask, what are like your favorite cake flavors? 
for me personally, I really like the really typical flavors like vanilla, chocolate, and also Oreo, like chocolate Oreo. There are some like specific flavors that these shops offer. And like one anecdote that I like to bring up is um because you know Singapore has been going in and out of the two-person dining restriction, social gathering restriction. So because um my birthday, the previous time that Singapore went back to two and we went back to five again, like the my day, like my birthday fell on the day that like Singapore started the new restrictions, like the two people restrictions. And I'm like so upset because like my birthday will be affected and I had both a staycation and everything. So we ended up have to like just going ahead with two people and Zoom, like, like doing a Zoom like birthday celebration. So it was like quite sad. Like honestly, it was very anticlimactic, but also... Um, yeah, like for kicks, I really like the really typical ones. Yeah, sorry, I digress a bit. Yes. Uh, yeah, I agree with Ria. My favorite flavors, the, okay, so like you guys know I'm very picky eater. And so when it comes to cake, um, I think I mainly eat eggless cakes because I don't consume eggs much. But my favorite flavors are vanilla and chocolate. And between those two, I like vanilla more. It's just recently I've been more obsessed with uh, vanilla flavored cakes they're like really nice and actually we I know how it feels to have like your birthday during lockdown because uh in 2020 when we had the first round of circuit breaker it was supposed to end on I think fourth May yeah and they extended it right fifth May onwards my birthday is sixth May. so my birthday yeah I had plans and stuff and uh in the end it was just my family and I at home and then video call the other people. But so I know how it feels. And I think the same thing happened this year. Like, uh, my birthday was again during lockdown. So I said, why not we celebrate in like July? Then in July, there was another circuit breaker. So yeah, I couldn't have more than two guests in my house. So in the end, I was like, ah, never mind, never mind. Just cancel it. Oh, and on the note of like affordable cake shops, right? Recently, my friends and I came across this. Uh, it's an online shop. It's called Naked Cakes. I don't know if you've heard of it. But yes, I uh, of it. Yeah, it's it's so cool because so it's literally a farewell party for my friend who's flying off to London today, actually. And we met up two weeks ago to sort of, you know, farewell, bye-bye, that kind of thing. So we wanted to have like a cake decorating activity. The thing about naked cakes is um my group of friends has two vegetarian people, so we don't exactly eat eggs. So in this uh uh cake shop, you can get like gluten-free and eggless cakes which are like really delicious. They look really good. And you also get eggless icing. And that's what we ordered. And it's really cheap. It's, yeah, it's really affordable. And there's self-collection as well as delivery. So I think it's really cool. It's um, Naked Cakes Singapore. Yeah, really cool. Are you able to customize your own cakes or are there restrictions on like, flavors or customizations? Uh, so basically what they do, right? Oh yeah, I forgot to mention this, is that they provide you with the cake and the icing and you decorate it yourself. Yeah, I should have mentioned this in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, I think that's the unique selling point of this brand that they let you decorate the cake, but they'll provide you with everything. Mm. I think it, I, I, my favorite cake flavors are um, chocolate as well, but uh, I recently started to like more of the fruity flavors so like lemon and raspberry and I also really like these new flavors like Earl Grey and I found there are some really good stores out there recently I bought one from 
a, a store called Honey Peach and I ordered a vanilla raspberry cake and it was it tasted heavenly it was like the best thing I've the best cake I've ever had and the texture of it is just really like moist and fluffy and nice as well and there's also other cake shops like Chapters Cakes that I also found they sell more modern flavors like Earl Grey Hojicha and Matcha flavored I think those are pretty interesting because they stray away from like the normal flavors that we usually have and it's quite interesting to try them as well so next time if you have like a birthday celebration you should probably go check them out well, that's quite cool. Like Earl Grey, I actually heard of like Earl Grey cakes, but I've never heard of like Hoji Cha cakes. Like, it's quite rare to see, like, especially in like online shop because most of these like artisan flavors that like, I usually will find it at like hipster cafes. So it's like quite cool to see them on these like online shops. Yeah, and they're not that pricey as well. It's sort of in the range of the forties to the fifties for a relatively large cake. Wait, how large is large? Like a few, in, like in terms of inches or like slices? Uh, six inches. Wait, is that the larger size is nine inch. Wait, do I compare this to a pizza? Like, I don't really know how to compare cakes. Okay, yes. That's, <laughs> quite, that's quite like, that's not bad for its size. Yeah, yeah and there's pretty thick layers in between. It's like a three layer cake. Oh, oh my god. That's, that's quite that's so good. Oh, you know you said inch cake and my first thought really was pizzas and then I remember that there's this place I went to a few years ago 2018 it was to celebrate a friend's birthday and uh, have you heard of Rombus Pizza? Okay to a new place this is I think it's in Yunos so it's um, it's a small place and basically you are given pizza bases, uh, small pizza bases. I don't remember the size, but it's smaller than like your normal size. And you have your own small little ovens at your own tables. And then you're given different toppings. So you can have dessert pizzas or savory pizzas, and you can just make it and bake it yourself. And I think it was so delicious. I It was a really unique experience because I've never done something like that before. And yeah, it's kind of along the same lines as naked cakes. Like you can decorate your own thing. And yeah, it's really cool. You should try it out. <laughs> that sounds really fun. I think once the restrictions lift again, people definitely go to these places. On the topic of like um naked um customizable cakes, oh um oh it seems like it's time to go for a break already. So in so since it's time to go for a break, why don't we just um like for for now, thanks for tuning in to Lost and Found. We'll be right back on the we'll be right back from the break. Yes, thank you. Okay, so welcome back to Radio Pulse, the sound of NUS, and you are listening to Lost and Found. So just now we talk about some online cake shops. And uh, we talk about a shop called the Naked Cape Shop. Uh, yeah, so I think among the online shops, there's actually uh, more than just cake shops. There's a lot of different varieties that we can really look into today. So anyone has any interesting online shops that they've been looking at recently? 
Okay, well, because it seems it's like midterm season for a student, so it's like I've been doing a lot of video therapy online, especially during this period, because to make myself feel better about my work and my grades. So yeah, I've actually found a few um like online shops that like they are mainly uh shops that sell like stickers, prints, like those artistic prints, and um they actually but that is not like their main medium, like that's not their main like. Um, thing that's just like a side hustle. They are actually like most of these stores that I found, they are mostly owned by tattoo artists. Like tattoo artists, so they are just doing this online thing on the side, which I think is really cool. Like one store that I found is at Nosy store. Like Nosy, her because her name is Nosy Pokey. <laughs> this is quite cute. Like she has really like cute um characters, like sticker sheets, and she even like has names for them, like Mr. Man, Newbie Town, which is like really like abstract version of animals like with sparkly eyes and squiggly drawings which I think is like super cute like I really like like these kind of things and she also like does a lot of fairy aesthetic as well like she draws a lot of fairy so it's like these mainly these characters then another store that I found is um called um Today I Poke because she's a stick and poke artist so she's Today I Poke yeah like she's on Instagram as well really cool tattoo artist like because a lot of these artists their style is like their tattoo style yeah, is like kind of animated in these like um, prints and stickers that they do so it's um, for today I put because she's really like her tattoo style is like the Korean uh, like Korean like how do I say the bears you know like Korean bears like those very cute Korean aesthetic style tattoos yeah so it's like so cute and even though I haven't bought from them yet like Honestly, my card is just sitting there waiting to be checked out. So yeah, like what about the rest of you guys? Do you all have any like other online shops as well? On the note of characters, I've also found an online shop. Well, there's both an online shop and a physical store. I think most of you would have seen this if you go to various local shops at Haji Lane and uh, different stores in Singapore, different Singaporean style stores. Uh, it's called When I Was Four. It's uh, It started on Instagram and that's the name of the Instagram page. What they do is, what she does, this artist does, is she has a lot of artwork that's inspired by Singaporean culture. So we have seen like her characters came, come from Singaporean food. Her designs come from uh, Singaporean's uh, language like Singlish and all the lingo and it's really funny and really adorable one of my favourite collections that she has is inspired by Hotpot so she designs the, these little characters that sort of look like do you know the Japanese character Sumiko Garashi they look oh. yeah it looks it looks like that but in the form of like toppings that you would put in a hot pot. So I bought one that is called, I think, Magbo. It's a mushroom ball. And it's like this round, cute little ball that has like a little bit of a sad expression. Like a really cute sad face. But I love it so much because it's like adorable. And one of the ones that I'm trying to find is called Sotong Ball. And it's this white round ball with like doing a kissy face. Uh, with like a little squid sitting at the top of his head. It's adorable. I love it. 
Oh my god, on the topic of Sumiko Gurashi, like, Sumiko Gurashi is so adorable. I really love the, the characters, like the Tonkatsu and the Little Dinosaur. And on the topic of that, I remember, like, prior to the whole um whole circuit breaker thing, there was the, do you know of the character cafe? Like, there's the Sumiko Gurashi character cafe, the Wee Bear Bears character cafe. I think it's all run by the same company. They have it in, like, the same location. But I really felt like those cafes are, like, more... um more of a gimmick. You really just go there for to see all the cute stuff. But the food is really... I heard the food is really expensive and it's quite... Like, the taste not so... Like, it's quite meh in a sense. Because I heard the last time I just walked by and I also heard from my friends who went there, they said, like, the food there cost about, like, $20 to $30 per, per serving. And I was like, what? It's food. And it's, it's not the- good. There's the Kurata Cafe, I think a Hello Kitty Cafe at, at the Changi Airport. And I went in before, and it's, it's super cute. Like, you can go to the shop, and then there's a big Hello Kitty you can take photos with. But the food is really, really expensive. So for one dish, I think it's about 20 to $30, like you say. And the taste is okay. Like, I remember they gave us eggs, and like we ordered something with eggs, and it was unseasoned. So it was it was not not great. Yeah, but the, the aesthetics and if you go there with your friends to take photos and you really like the characters, I think maybe paying a bit more for the experience might be worth it to some people. I think I know which cafe you're talking about. It's the one that changes the theme once every month or something like that, right? For the yeah. Snoopy. Yeah, I've been there before. I actually went for when for the Snoopy character one. I didn't think the food was that bad. It was quite good, but I think they, since they changed the menu on like the character based on whenever they change the characters, so I think the menu might differ like from time to time. But my experience, it wasn't uh, that bad. Also, since Bria was talking about tattoos, I just wanted to ask like if you guys could get a tattoo or for Bria who already got tattoos, like and you were gonna do it again, like what would you get it? Like, what's the design that y'all would choose? Uh, okay, so, yeah, as Mavis mentioned, I actually didn't mention this in any of the episodes, but, yeah, fun fact about me is that I have about a total of six tattoos. Yes, like, one on my ankle, one on my collarbone, uh, one a few on my back. Yeah, so it's like, and I still want to get more, definitely, because I really, like, like the idea of having, like, artist body uh, artist body. This is sounding very obscene. Artist artwork on my body, <laughs> on like on my body. Yes, yeah. So um, yeah. To display their artwork, and it's like sometimes some of these tattoos also have a lot of, have a lot of like meaning to me as well. So um, for me, I thinking about tattoos now since I've already like gotten overcome the first step like that very first tattoo for me now I'm just like getting tattoos for like the law so it just like looks really very cute so yeah like maybe if I see a very cute tattoo where I think it's really like nice or aesthetic then I'll just go for it the next time I get it like then what about you guys since yeah like what tattoos do y'all want to get like if you can get a tattoo personally there's a tattoo that I've talk about and I really think it will look nice so for me I really want to get a bunch of birds on my hand so when I walk around there's this bunch of birds just stringing across the 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 backside of the palm yeah 
I think it looked nice, but I'm always a bit afraid of like whether it will hurt. Oh, there are actually like two techniques that I know of that you can get tattoos. So um, the first technique is, um, I think my video is lagging, but anyways. Um, so there are like two tattoos, uh, two tattoo techniques that you can get. Firstly is the stick and poke, which is the one that like the stores just now that I mentioned, most of lighting all of them are stick and poke artists, even though they are also dabbling machine. So yeah, the other technique is also uh, machine tattoos. Machine tattoos is basically they take the it's like a needle strapped to a machine and it's like a kind of like a vibrating needle that kind of cuts through it, like a small layer of your skin to ink the tattoo. And this is um really subjective, honestly, like the pain level between both. Because like some people will say like, oh, stick and poke um is less painful, but it heals like um slower. Whereas for machine tattoos, is like it heals fast. It heals faster, but it's like much more painful. But machine tattoos are really great for like big pieces. Like really uh, big pieces for like, because it gets done faster. Because I heard of some tattoo artists, they really try the stick and poke method for uh, like big tattoos. And sometimes it can take up to like six hours or eight hours entire day for such a big tattoo, perhaps like on your arm, like covering from like your shoulder down to your elbow. This can take quite long. Whereas like, if you do it via a machine, you can get it done in the fraction of the time, like two hours only. So yeah. So it's really nothing much to be afraid of because honestly, I feel like it's all in the mind that is restricting you from getting a tattoo. Yes. Um, I never really had any plans on getting tattoos. Like when it comes to uh, <clears throat> like piercings and stuff like that, I've never been very... I don't really take much enthusiasm in any of that but I don't really have a design in mind I just wanted to have something to do with um books and Harry Potter so yeah but <clears throat> I like your ideas Oh my god, it just reminded me of your, like, that time when you mentioned the first episode about the Victoria Library, and I can really see your love for books coming through, even in tattoos. I've seen, like, a bunch of adorable Harry Potter tattoos on Pinterest. Especially, the most popular one I've seen is either of the houses or with the glasses. And some, or some quote from the show, like, Mischief Managed or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of the quotes from the show. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't really, like, want to get a tattoo. It's not because of the pain. I'm just, I'm just lazy. <laughs> and I don't really care about this kind of stuff. Like, yeah, I would much rather just follow someone who wants to get a tattoo and, like, read a book while they get it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, maybe my next session, you can come with me, then you can just sit there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, like, speaking on the, like, topic of like, accompanying people, now because of these restrictions, most of these tattoo artists, they only allow you to come alone. They're asking you, they're encouraging you to come alone. And if you are, like, unwell, they're saying, like, oh, please reschedule your appointments. Like, really very messy. So it's, because we keep going in and out of the five people, two people, five people, two people, like a Bollywood movie or a, like a Bollywood movie kind of thing. Like I'm honestly like a bit confused at times, but I'm just really glad like even during these times, we still have like a lot of 
online shops, like a lot of things that we can still do even during these like restrictions. Yeah, yeah. I'm <clears throat> I'm kind of fascinated that uh that we've got uh such creative people who are able to move everything online, who are very adaptable, I guess. Like they want to share their talent with more people in Singapore and the fact that the pandemic didn't exactly stop them from doing that, it's really heartening to see. And, you know, it makes me wish sometimes that that I had some secret hidden talent. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, of course, uh, it's not, not all of these talents can actually shift online. Like, it's difficult for, uh, like, hawker centres. I've heard a lot of them, they've, suffered because of the uh, recession caused by the pandemic. So I guess if you do want to go out, then you can support local hawker culture. You go out in pairs and like eat ban mian together or, <laughs> or, you know, just help support them. But, but largely, I can see how if this pandemic happened like 10 or even 20 years ago, things would have been very different for all of us. Yeah, that's very true. Like, but I heard that now, like, there are a lot of initiatives taken, especially by our generation, to try to help hawkers to move online to get them acquainted with like Deliveroo, GrabFood, these kind of online platforms. So yeah, like I think it's really cool. Like I understand that like during the pandemic, it's really very saddening to see all these like hawkers, like their business and revenue suffering as a result. So it's like with all these initiatives, like, I'm really very glad that we can move online and like. I mean, helping them to move online. And going back to the topic of like wishing we have talent to do all these things to start our own online business. I actually like have, like have this story. I like found her on Instagram as well. Like her at her handle is at laugh and belly. It's really cute. Her art is like really, very cute. Like now she doesn't do much prints, but in the past she used to do a lot of like prints and um stickers as well. Like I think in the last time we saw each other in person, I have a sticker of Baby Yoda on my laptop. Yeah, it's actually by her. And she was originally a chemical engineering student. Like, she graduated with a diploma in chemical engineering. So, uh, yeah, after a while, like, working in the industry, she decided to make the switch over to full-time art. And it's really very inspiring that people are able to use their talents to, like, try and do, to do this, like, to have a little side hustle or make it their full-time hustle. And I really respect that. Yeah. Yeah, I think right now there's a lot of people who do side hustles to develop their passions. So I think, uh, especially right now, you know, you don't, I always think you don't have to go into the work that you study for. So uh, if one day you have a passion and you take some time to maybe develop it on the side while you're still studying or working in something a bit more stable, then maybe you can start your own online stores. And I think, I think on the note of online stores, a lot of these online stores or home-run stores really came um, during the pandemic. So I think last year we saw a lot of them come out during the um, during the circuit breaker. And there was this whole, I think there was this whole trend of midnight brownies. And I was always so, I always wanted to get a box of it. But uh, the delivery fees always take $10. And then it's really hard to fork out that kind of money. But at the same time, it's also really good to support of these small uh, businesses trying to trying to make a living during this pandemic times. Can I just say that 
over the pandemic, I actually wanted to start going to a side hustle <laughs> because I love baking and I love baking brownies and cookies and cakes and all sorts of things. Like I've made my own, I've made a birthday cake for my mom before, like a three, a three tier chocolate cake before. And it was really fun. But I'll tell you more about that experience in our next talk set. So right now we're going to go for another break and hope you stay tuned for more on this story and more other not more other topics that we're gonna talk about coming up next. <laughs> Hey, welcome back to Radio Pulse, the sound of NUS. You are listening to Lost and Found. So before we went on a break, we were listening to Mavis talk about her uh, baking, her, her attempts to, her wish to start a baking side hustle and how she baked a three-layer cake with her mom. Yes, more about that. Okay, no, I didn't bake a three-layer cake with my mom. I baked it alone for my mom. <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a chocolate coffee cake with like chocolate ganache and a coffee mousse in between the layers. Yeah, so I really like baking. Recently, I bought a Madeline pen to start making Madeleines because those are my favorite, some of my favorite uh, French cakes, French patisserie. Yeah, I like Madeleines, I like financiers and I've been trying to make those. So I've been trying to look for molds, like cake molds to make those. But yeah, according to my friends, they say I make the best brownies and I don't think that's true. Just just that's just I just think that's just cause they never tried like I'm oh I'm the one that is always making brownies for them. But I don't think it's true, but I appreciate the compliment. And yeah, I do like baking. So over that over that period I was like, hey, maybe I should start doing it for real. But obviously I didn't because I was taking my A levels and then I had and then after that, I thought of this again when A-levels was over and I was like really free to do everything. And I was like baking every day. But I decided just to just try, save the money and try baking other things instead. So I ended up baking different types of breads. Like I learned how to make a bowl of bao, which is like the Hong Kong, Hong Kong bun. Uh, I tried to make focaccia bread and... Recent and obviously cinnamon rolls. I've been obsessed with making cinnamon rolls, but yeah. Oh, and for Christmas, I got a waffle maker. So I've also been making waffles, like different types of waffles. So I made the regular regular waffles, and I also made Belgian waffles. And I made this waffle that it's 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 a variation of a Belgian waffle that is sort of like a bread texture it uses a dough instead of a beta and it's it's really nice actually i promise i'll bake for you next time if when we finally meet up and I, when i finally have the time so yes but anyway back to our topic of moving online i think Yuti has something that she's gonna share about different online tours that you can start going to again from now on gosh i'm so excited to eat your food <laughs> I can't I can't bake but I really like eating uh, big food <laughs> yeah but on a, on a note of online experiences so I think during 
last um during the circuit breaker last year, me and my friends really wanted to because because me and my friends, I think some people were studying overseas, so we wanted to find some ways where we can just enjoy time online. And it's kind of hard to find new ways because we're always just on Zoom or we're on Netflix, and it's. No, we always try to think of ways to switch it up. So I think Singapore does offer some of these um these possibilities. There are some online tours. So for example, I think Visit Singapore has some virtual experiences. So you can visit uh Sentosa, you can visit Marina Bay Sands. But the thing about these uh, virtual experiences is they don't really live up to the real experiences. But if you want to sort of escape and just Escape, escape from your work and stress, you can maybe stand in the middle of Sentosa and do a 360 around while looking at some of the different people and scenes around there. <laughs> yeah. Have you, have you tried any online tours or any online exhibitions? Uh, okay, so for me, last time when I was in Bali, because um, when the circuit breaker happened, we had to move everything online, events at that point in time weren't allowed to be held at all. And so for our project, because I was taking this module called MICE, like meeting incentives, conventions and exhibitions. Wow, I remember that. Okay, so um, it's called MICE. So basically, we learn about the events, like really the large-scale events that Singapore hosts, such as like the Singapore Air Show, um, tourism industry conferences the very high scale one can, and the thing about MICE is that because we had to go by right like originally the module is asking us to go for a trade show but because of COVID-19 the lecturers actually like thought of this idea because the last time they went when it was still physical they brought like a 360 camera around so they just recorded the entire exhibition so they make that our assignment so it was just me going through people uh, going through the entire exhibition I like it was a B2B, like business to business exhibition. So people were just showcasing all of their like um technology, their products. And I remember one of it was accounting software. So yeah, like it was quite in- it was quite an interesting experience. The things that they were selling were interesting. The objective of going there wasn't like attending the entire thing, like just using the arrows to like navigate my way through. Then it brings you to like another room is I feel it's pretty cool. So yeah, if you have the time during this period, go try an online tour. What about you guys? What, what do you have? Have you gone on any virtual tours as well? I've actually never tried a virtual tour, mainly because I I just think that physical experiences are so much better. But I remember during the circuit breaker, there were a few because it was like a global thing. Um, I there were many artists doing online concerts and I attended some because they were free and they were on YouTube. So one of my favorite bands, Codaline, they did a performance of different different songs of their albums every Friday for a month or so. And sometimes and sometimes they would invite special guests or like people to come and perform with them and it was really it was so good Codaline is one of my favorite bands and I was like so glad they did it because it got me through every Friday night just listening to them so yeah I attended some virtual concerts instead but gosh I'm looking I'm so looking forward to where we can finally go back and do it in real life I miss going for concerts like it's I just miss the whole experience of just standing in a crowd full of people and screaming and yelling at whoever 
like what or whatever singer you're like watching perform it's just a it's just like a different experience overall and I miss going to watch singers I miss going to watch musicals and I miss everything especially now in other countries where it's all possible like more recently they had this iHeartRadio concert show and Broadway's opening back in New York and West End is also opening. It just makes me feel so left out from the experience considering Singapore is just 2K cases a day. <laughs> my friends overseas, they I was talking to my friend in Germany and she said, my friend doesn't want to come to my party because they said we have 70 cases in seven days in Berlin. And I'm like, well... <laughs> Tell her to rest assured, that's really responsible, but Singapore has 2k cases in a day, so, <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's good for them for staying safe and being cautious. It, it takes a lot of initiative and responsibility to do that. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was like really strange that the whole world is just moving on and then <laughs> we're here, back to square one. Yeah, like, oh my god, I love concerts as well. Like, before COVID, I was going to a lot of concerts. So, there's a lot of money on tattoos and concerts. Like, now, now that concerts are can't be held, I'm, like, spending money on tattoos instead. Okay, like, anyway, yeah, I went to a lot of concerts as well. And I really love the feeling of, may I add, sweaty people just crowded in a standing area. And you're just, like, yelling, like, whoa, let's go. Like, all like, it is a really different emotion than an online concert. So, like, yeah, I really miss all the physical um, activities, especially all the... <laughs> activities that come with concerts and stuff like that because there's a lot of like hype going on around the concert venue especially during before the concert and I really miss that and like it's really very um envious to see all these western countries they are opening up like people are having concerts like for example um because for me I really like BTS and I heard that BTS is going to LA for a concert and I got really sad I just sat there staring for like past 15 minutes asking like oh my god they're already opening up meanwhile we are here can't even gather into like gather like as a group or we can only gather in two people and that's really very sad I got so sad I just said that like oh my god and apparently I heard that there were rumors that they were going to hold in Singapore but people were saying like are you okay like what kind of rumor is that it's so baseless because like my friend also said that if you were to hold in Singapore any kind of concert or any event of this like original scale like before COVID people the government will just look at you and say like this person is crazy I think, I think it is quite sad that we can't really go for those online uh, to, to go for those physical concerts because I also miss them but uh, I guess on a more happy note I mean we have to make do with what we have and cope the situation right now so I think I think yeah, online online concerts really don't uh, have the same vibes and the same environment as physical concerts. But I think a lot of artists do try very creative things. So I remember there was one K-pop. I, I think a lot of K-pop concerts now they have those kind of virtual backgrounds or virtual experiences. So it just makes makes the experience a little bit better. Yeah, and I think on the note of um maybe um interesting virtual tours, if people can look at beyond just concerts oh, so for concerts you can actually I think Esplanade has some live concerts right now uh, yeah but beyond concerts I think one really interesting uh, virtual tour that I kind of uh, look at online before is the Singapore Philatelic Museum so it's a collection of like study like they collect 
postage um, and imprinted stamps and you can walk around these exhibitions and there's one really nice one which is The Little Prince so personally I think The Little Prince kind of exhibits are always super nice and super pretty so if you go to there you can see these different collections and stamps from the author of The Little Prince and they're all really aesthetic Oh my god speaking about museums I'm not so sure if you heard of this one but um, in NUS like there's a museum, there are quite a few museums in NUS, but there's this museum that hosts um uh what is that like natural specimens? The beetle. I've been there three times. Oh, but really, I've been there once and I was so amazed. And that was before um uni started. It was and I was so mesmerized by the dinosaur bones. I thought it was a really cool kind of museum, especially in Singapore. So it's definitely a hidden gem for us to check out. Is the let me try to recall. Li Kongqian Natural History Museum. That's a mouthful. It's quite afford- relatively affordable for entry. And it's just a really cool experience. When you go in, you see the fossils like, all on display. And you get to see a lot of specimens of different creatures in the museum. So yeah, that is definitely a hidden gem that our viewers can check out if they want to. It's, it's actually, I think it's actually free for NUS students. So I think NUS students should definitely go and check it out because it, it has a lot of information and all of the things they have, they have all of these date book collections that are really interesting to look at. I think about... Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, I, okay, I'll just quickly add. Yeah, the admission fee, I forgot to add just now. The admission fee is relatively very affordable. For NUS students, it's free, like, as you mentioned, but um, for visitors, it's around in the single digits, um, $7. I think the most that you'll pay for the ticket is about 14 Yeah. I'm so sorry. Okay. I was just going to say that I've, I've, I've always seen the museum, but I've never entered. But now you're making me interested to actually go. But with, this, with the testing thing that we have to do every seven days, I'm not even sure if I will go back to campus. Yeah, the test was painful. And yeah, I've walked past, not walked past, like driven past the museum so many times. Like in shuttle bus or when my dad's driving me to. Yeah. But maybe I'll go. I think the only interesting museum I've ever been to is a live museum. I don't know if you guys know, it's in, uh, it's in Suntec City. It's like, like there's these uh, photo points and then you stand in front of these exhibits and when you take a picture from that designated spot, it looks like like you're in that situation or something like that. Yeah, I, it's been a very long time since I went, but I think it was very fun. The pictures were very nice. I've been to the one in Korea, and I've oh. seen the one in um, Sentosa. The Alive Museum? The Alive Museum is in Suntec City. It's similar to Trikai Museum. Oh, so, oh, I think I should, I missed, mixed that up with the Chukai Museum. I didn't know there was like, they, but they're similar concepts, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <sighs> That's fun. I, I really enjoyed going to the Chukai Museum. It's really funny when you go in large groups of people and you just like, it's a, it's a good time to make a fool of yourself and not be embarrassed about it. Also, um, speaking of online tours and stuff, I think one of like the benefits of all of this is that you're actually able to sort of transcend boundaries with this whole digital thing. I've seen a few exhibitions by more international international museums that are doing 
virtual tours. So I think um, there is this there is this museum in New York called MoMA, which is Museum of Modern Art. They have a really really cool online store. I have to say, I've wanted to. I've bought. I've bought an art piece from MoMA, which is a skateboard and uh with a design of an artist at the back. It is pretty cool. But maybe we can talk more about that in another episode. But anyway, back to the virtual tour. I think there was this period of time they were doing this whole online thing. I may be wrong. I may be confusing with another with another museum that I've seen overseas. But yeah, I've seen a couple that of international museums that have put some of their resources online for other visitors to go and check it out during the pandemic. So if you guys know any, do put it in the com- do comment and let us know and tell about tell us about your experiences. Uh yeah. So today we talked about um a lot of things. Um I think the we actually had a different plan, but because of the newly announced regulations and the fact that well the daily cases are increasing, we decided that I think it's a bit better to find something that you can bring to your doorstep rather than you know risk. <laughs> anything by heading out so <clears throat> today we aim to just show you that there is a lot to offer online in Singapore uh, and we hope that you join us again next week but in the meantime we hope that you have an amazing week ahead stay safe keep your masks on and keep listening to Radio Pulse the sound of NUS this has been Lost and Found and thank you so much for uh, tuning in with us it was really fun talking to you okay bye bye now bye bye Stay safe, everybody. Put on masks. Follow the restrictions. Stay safe. We all go together. Bye.